I'm Anna Barnard. And I'm Maria Ramsey. And you're listening to Never Wear Boring Socks. Welcome to another episode of Never Wear Boring Socks. We are so happy you are here with us this week. Um, And before we get into the episode, we want to remind you that we are still donating to the Hispanic Federation's Hurricane Relief Fund for each review we get through the end of the year. So please leave a review on iTunes. And since we are now in the midst of the holiday season, as difficult as that may be to believe for some of us, myself included... We decided it would be fun to do a holiday-themed episode this week about gifts, in particular. Since gifts are a big part of the holidays for a lot of people, including Anna and myself, and we thought it would be fun to share some gift ideas with an emphasis on artisans and small businesses. Um, And we also wanted to talk about some gifty ideas that don't require buying stuff and what kinds of gifts might be most appreciated for different people. Um, because we would like to be intentional about what we're buying and spending money on. Indeed, definitely. All right, so before we get into all of this, um, what socks are you wearing, Maria? I am wearing a pair of socks that are black with gray and teal and purple zigzags on them. And I think these are pretty reflective of my current mental state. Because I feel like I'm trying to focus on so many different things right now that I will start doing one thing and then remember another thing that I'm supposed to be doing and get totally distracted by the other thing and then go to like a third thing or then be like, oh, I have to go back to the first thing. I forgot to finish that. I moved away before I finished it. Um, So it just feels like a lot of zigzagging, like moving in short little bursts in different directions and having a hard time staying focused on any one thing so it's kind of where i'm at right now yeah i can relate to that (laughs) i always have that when i'm doing homework and i'll be like reading something but then i'll be thinking about all the other homework i have to do so that i'm not even like like understanding what i'm reading which is like not productive at all yeah i totally had that issue with homework and even at work too like if i'm sitting in the office trying to get something done i'll remember some other project that i wanted to get done today and i'll start doing that because i'm like oh if i don't start it now i'm gonna forget but then i don't finish the first thing and it ew. i need right. to just focus and do one thing at a time so that's my goal <laughs> but it's it's challenging sometimes good thing to work towards yeah it's easier said than done exactly unfortunately and what socks are you wearing today anna I'm wearing a pair of socks that are orange, and they have a few little stripes on them. Um, And I chose these socks because, one, they're just, like, really nice socks, and they're good winter socks. And it snowed for the first time Monday night. Um, It's Wednesday today, so it snowed a couple days ago. Um, And that's very exciting. It's, like, our first really, like, actual snow of the season. Um, which I'm happy about because I don't love the snow all the time, but I feel like it should snow during the holiday season. 
Like that's when there should be snow. And it was 60 degrees Monday and then it was like 20 degrees like 6 hours later and it was snowing. So that's Minnesota weather <laughs> so for weird. you. So weird. Yeah, but apparently we've kind of hit a cold snap now, so apparently it's going to be cold for quite a few weeks now, which I'm okay with because I'm kind of ready for it. It's been warm long enough. Mm-hmm. I know I'm probably not going to be saying that later on, but I'm going to say it now. And in addition to that, my socks also match my big winter boots that I'm wearing. Ooh, so nice. that's nice as well. Yeah. I really need to get a new pair of snow boots because mine have a hole in the bottom, which is not very useful because then the water and the snow gets in. That sounds problematic. It's very problematic. And I need yeah. to do something about it. And I've had it on my to-do list for several months now. <laughs> oh, but I'm getting distracted by zigzags. Yeah. My zigzagging mind. You just gotta, gotta deal with that one thing at a time. Right. But it's getting more pressing now because it is probably gonna snow soon. It's getting colder here too. So. Yeah. Which I'm okay yeah. with at the beginning of winter. I just don't like that it extends into extends like February, March. For a long time. Too long. That's how I feel. Yeah. But I'm like, right now, this is when we should have snow. Yes, I agree. That's true. Because it's the holiday season, which is kind of what we're talking about today. Yeah. I thought it would be good to start with, um, well, before we get into some specific gift ideas, I thought it would be interesting to talk about kind of what different kinds of gifts might be most effective for different recipients. Um, and I think part of that is remembering why we're giving this gift in the first place. I think usually it's to communicate our love or appreciation to this person, to show them that we care about them. So I think it's a good idea to think about from the other person's perspective what would make them feel most loved and appreciated and cared for and what would be most meaningful to them. So I thought it would be an interesting discussion to talk a little bit about the five love languages is this something you've ever heard of anna um i've heard of the term love language i don't know if i've heard of like the specific five so i'm curious to see what they are yeah but yeah i i know what you're talking about and i think like love language is a very like appropriate term for it because Mm -hmm. it's like how we communicate with each other and how we say like what we really need out of relationship right and I like I'm definitely not an expert on this. I haven't taken the official quiz even. I just have heard about it and I think it's a really fascinating way to think about showing your love for people and to think about how we all receive love too, like what works best for ourselves. So the idea with love languages is basically that we each have different ways that we're most um like sort of comfortable or ways that feel most natural to us to express and receive love. 
so there are five in this particular framework. There's receiving gifts, acts of service, physical touch, quality time, and words of affirmation. So the idea is that we each have sort of a primary love language, one of those, or maybe we have two of those that we really respond to when somebody, like if you're a, an acts of service person, if that's your love language, then you feel really loved and cared for when somebody does something nice for you, more so than if somebody gives you a physical gift, perhaps. And often it works the other way, too. Like, you show your love by doing something nice for other people. Oh, so, like, if you prefer a certain love language in the way you receive love from people, you might be most comfortable in expressing your love for people in that way as well? I think so. I think it often works both Okay. Ways. Like I said, that's I'm not an expert. But that's what I have gathered from the podcasts I've listened to on the topic. <laughs> Well, I mean, and that makes sense, too. I think a lot of times we assume that what works best for us works best for others, even totally, though that's not always the totally. case, even if it is well-intended. Right. And that's why I think it's really helpful sometimes to think about what someone else's love language would be, because they might have a very different way of expressing and receiving love than you do. So maybe they are really trying to show you love, even if it's... But it's like in their love language, so you don't quite understand it as much, or that's not how you interpret it. Right. Or the other well, way we've, around. We've talked about this a little bit in college since I've gotten here. And not like the love languages specifically, but we've talked about um the idea of like giving and receiving hugs and how some people love hugs and some people really are not hug people. Mm-hmm. And we find that so interesting. Some of my friends are like, how can you not be a hug person? Hugs are the greatest. I need like two hugs per day to function. And other people are just like, I can't handle people touching me. Yeah. Yeah. So the hug people, I think, would fit into the category of physical touch as a love language, as one of their primary love languages. And other people don't necessarily see that as a sign of love. It's just kind of an invasion of privacy. Right. And just because you don't like hugs doesn't mean you're like a less loving person exactly. or anything like that. It's just you express yourself differently. Exactly. And I yeah. think that's really good to remember, especially as we go through this season of giving gifts to people in an effort to show them that we do love them. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You have to think about what they're going to like. And I think a lot of us get into the habit of we see something and we're like, oh, that's such a cool gift. I would love to receive that gift. So. I should get it for this person, but maybe they don't have the same preferences as you. Right. And I think it also encourages us to be creative with the gifts that we're giving. So uh, this is something that I want to talk about a bit later in the episode after we give some sort of more physical gifts. But there are ways that you can consider that person's love language, maybe their physical touch or quality time. So maybe some other kind of experiential gift would be better than a physical gift, perhaps. Right, exactly. Yeah. And sometimes that's, right, that can go along with, like, the quality time thing. If you are giving someone a gift of spending an outing with them, that can fall into that category, too. Yeah. 
And I think it's useful to kind of figure out what your own love languages are in terms of if people ask you what you would like for a gift, maybe you can tell them if you decide that you're a quality time person that you would really like to go on an outing with this person. You really want to spend time with them. That's what would make you feel the most appreciated. Right. Yeah, exactly. So something to think about as we get into these gift ideas. Definitely. Yeah, I think it definitely gives like us a little more guidance in in how to approach gift giving. Because some, some people are really intuitive about giving gifts and some people are really find the process very daunting and difficult to buy gifts for people because they don't know what other people want. So I think considering that might help a little bit if you're struggling with that. Yeah. I was also listening to Gretchen Rubin's Happier podcast recently, and she was talking about how some people really like, like some families really like to give each other lists of what they want so that they know they're getting something that their family member is really going to like, and it just makes things easy and they feel good about the recipient, like that the recipient is really going to enjoy it. And then for some people and families, it's the excitement and gifts is more about the surprise element. Right. So I think it's also important to know which one of those maybe the people that you're exchanging gifts with values most. Right. For some people, it's like what they actually get. And for some people, it's just like the fact that someone gave them a gift is what matters. And it's nice to be surprised by it, even if it's not exactly what you wanted or anything. Right. And if you can tell yeah, the that thought that went into it, even if it's not what you would have picked for yourself. If you right, like exactly. understand why they thought of you. That still for can sure. be nice. That's really interesting. Yeah, for sure. So why don't we get into a few gift ideas? So we'll start out with some things that you can buy, mostly. And we wanted to highlight some artists and small businesses, especially. And we wanted to do this because... For myself anyway, this is something that is important to me to try to support artisans and crafters and people with small businesses who I think are making really great things and doing good work in the world. Um, Partially just because I think that we should support people's creative work. I think it's really helpful to those people. And just in general, if people can feel supported in their creative work and we can encourage people to continue doing their creative work. And oftentimes if you buy things from small businesses or artisans, the gifts are more special and unique than if you would get them from a a big retailer anyway. And so sometimes they can end up being better gifts in that regard, too, because people feel like you spent more time deciding what to get them because their gift is more original. Mm-hmm. I think often they have more of a story too, because there's yeah. kind of the aspect of how they were created or how this business came to be. And it was probably something that meant a lot to somebody if they're starting a small business, like you have to really want to do the thing that you're doing for sure. So yeah, definitely. Okay. So what are some of 
the suggestions that you have for gift ideas, Maria. I, I'm excited to hear that. I'm all. excited to hear yours, too. <laughs> this is fun. So the first one on my list is clay and dough pottery. So this is a friend of mine who lives near me. Um, and she's kind of been helping me along with my little art business. So that's nice. So I can vouch for the fact that she's a good person that we want to support. But also her pottery is just really beautiful. She has a lot of um, like cooking vessels. I don't know what the right word is, but like really interesting pots. Her stuff is all about um, cooking and eating, basically. So like the things that she wants to use to cook and eat. And she also has little sponge holders that would be a really good gift. And yeah, her stuff is just really nice. So if you know anyone who likes cooking or perhaps needs a sponge holder or some dishes, that's a good option. That's clay and dough pottery. And we'll put all the links to all these things in the show notes because I know it might be kind of hard to remember like if there's something specific that you heard that you wanted to check out. And then the next couple on my list are both skincare products because I'm really into natural skincare and beauty and I like trying new things and there's some things that I'm really into. So the first one is this company called Good Medicine Beauty Lab. They're based in Utah. And I've tried several of, several of their products that I really enjoy. I particularly like their body lotion. It's the best body lotion that I have found. I'm kind of picky. So, so this one I really like. They have it in a couple different scents. All their scents are made with essential oils instead of um, synthetic fragrances, which is a plus definitely and they have really beautiful packaging so i think that would make a good gift so i also really like their um their facial oil cleanser that might be kind of a strange gift unless you know that this person really wants to get into oil cleansing because i know that's like a particular thing we can have another episode about skincare if anybody's interested but <laughs> i definitely would recommend the lotion i think that would make a good gift and all the products that I've tried from them are good. So, I mean, everyone needs lotion, especially in the winter. Right. It's the perfect season for lotion. Yeah, exactly. And then the next one is also a skincare company called Franklin and Whitman. And I actually got a little. Like a little sample sort of of one of their face masks in a event that I went to. And I really like it a lot. I've never really been a face mask person. It's not something I've really done. But I have a little jar of the, I believe it's the Midtown face mask. They're all named after parts of Philadelphia, I believe, because the founder is based in Philadelphia. And it's just really nice. It smells good. It smells kind of like coffee and vanilla. My skin feels really nice after I use it. And it's fun. I feel like that's a good sort of pampery gift for anyone you know who might be into that. Yeah, for sure. So the next gift idea on my list is a sock company because 
as the Never Wear Boring Socks podcast, I feel like we had to have a sock company on here somewhere. We need a sock option. I yes. know. We should, if we ever get sponsors on this podcast, we should definitely have some sock company sponsors. Socks are just great <laughs> gifts. They are, because you can Everyone always, use always them. wears socks. Like, I don't know of anyone who, like, never wears socks, you know? There are probably some, but they're probably very unusual. And they probably live in warm places, unlike us. Right. We need socks. Right. <laughs> this is true. So one sock company that I think is really cool is Soulmate Socks. And Soul is just S-O-L, Soulmate. Um, and I have a pair of these socks. I really like them because they're all wacky colors. They're mismatched. And... They're just really cool looking, and they look very unique. Uh, I can't find the word that I'm looking for right now. But they're really <laughs> nice. They're also, they're like thick and substantial, but they're also cottony. I'm not a huge fan of like super fuzzy socks generally. Sometimes, it depends. But these ones I really like because they're just really like soft and cottony and really pretty. And I think the company is also really cool because their stuff is made in America and they use recycled yarn to make their socks. They also are very conscious of environmental concerns. They have a zero waste policy, so they really try not to waste any materials as much as possible. And they also donate socks to a few charities. So I think they're That's a really good company cool. to support and they have beautiful socks. Yeah, that's really neat. The zero waste thing is super cool. It is. It's becoming more and more important. Yeah. Right, right. And I think there are a few companies that are doing really good work in that arena. And I think it's really helpful to support them and sure. keep those companies yeah. going, the ones that are doing things right. All right. So I have a few suggestions as well in regards to gifts. Um, One company that I have gotten some things from is called Seiko Designs. Um, and they originally started as making shoes and they still make shoes. Those are the that's what I bought from them. I bought their shoes. Um they're they make sandals generally. Um and it's um it, it started in Africa and I, I can't remember what country in Africa it started in. Um but what it does is it employs African women to create all the products and so um the revenue from all the products that they sell goes to um like employing these women and giving these women income and supporting them um so it's for like a really really good cause um if you do buy these shoes and the reason why these shoes are really cool is that you can you buy like the platforms of the shoes and then you buy like ribbons or ties to go along with them and so you tie them around your feet and you can tie them in like different designs and stuff so they never like actually look the same when you wear them you can always like change them up and there's always something like changeable about the different shoes that they sell so i think that's really cool um but now they also sell like clothing and jewelry and um like tote bags and things like that um so they have a really wide variety of things on their website and it's all just really pretty stuff too so I would definitely recommend checking that out. Um, this next thing is not small business, but it's just so awesome. So I have to share it. 
<laughs> um um i really like journals as we've talked about before and one of my favorite kinds of journals that i've used um are the journals from peter popper press and i got hooked on these because maria gave me a journal from peter popper press you're welcome and they're, yeah they're just so <laughs> nice i know i think i think i've i'm on like my third one from them now like my third or fourth um and they're just they're really beautiful but they're also just really well made um and so if you want to get into journaling like we've talked about um i would highly recommend those journals they're really good those are my favorite journals i think i'm looking at the stack of them on my bookshelf right now all lined up next to each other they have like really nice hardcover with really pretty designs the binding is so nice i know they sit really well on a desk i know they stay open really well yeah and the yeah. paper feels good mm-hmm. and the edges of the pages are metallic and really pretty and there's a little bookmark ribbon <laughs> and they're not that expensive and you can get different sizes of them too there's yeah. all kinds of designs and i'm pretty sure you can just find those on amazon so I would I would recommend definitely I second that recommendation they're they're just really wonderful but the next thing that I have to suggest is a small business and it's called Frostbeard Studio Um, and I originally found out about them at this um, art event in Northeast Minneapolis that I went to a couple years ago um, where a ton of art galleries open up and you can walk around and they're like all in this huge building and you can go and see what everyone's making and it's really cool um but one of these that i saw was frostbeard studio and they make candles but they make literary themed candles Mm. and the scents like match up with their literary theme (laughs) so i have a candle um that's called the headmaster's office um which is like a harry potter themed candle and it smells really lovely. It smells kind of like vanilla-y. And it's really good. So those are really cool. And you can get them on Etsy. They do have an Etsy shop. So I would highly recommend those. Because if you have someone who likes candles and books, this is like a good combo mm-hmm. gift. That's a very interesting both niche. Of those bases. Yeah. I really like they're, it when people combine neat. their different interests that seem like they shouldn't go together i think that's like the coolest thing me too yeah i because i mean like buying candles is nice and they're fun but they're way more fun when they're about books Mm -hmm. in my opinion you know if if they've got like something else going for them like they smell good and they're warm when you light them but they also have this extra right that's cool yeah but don't give it to a college student like me because I can't light candles in my <laughs> Good point. So, <laughs> so it's a good gift, but not for college Right. <laughs> Unless they are putting it at their home home. Right. That's true. They can always use it later. Yeah. I don't think candles go bad. I don't think so. That would be gross. <laughs> What are some of our other gift recommendations here? So one of them is something that we've talked about before, but Katie Dalebout's book, Let It Out. Mm -hmm. And Katie is going to be a future 
podcast guests, which we're super excited about. And her book is really good, as we said before, for anyone who wants to get into journaling, who hasn't really done it before and would like a little guidance. It's also good for people who are already journalers, but would be interested in trying out some new techniques for their journal. And she has a little bit of her personal story in it, too, which is really cool to read. Yeah, and what's really great about that book is that you don't have to necessarily go in the order that it's written. You can kind of pick and choose what methods you want. And she organizes all of the different journaling methods that she uses into like different categories. So if you want to work on some specific thing in your journaling, then you can pick a specific method of journaling to help yourself with that. Um, so it's really conducive to like personalization, which is nice. Um, and it's really user friendly. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And then we have to shout out Etsy because there's a lot, so much good stuff on there. So many different shops. I know. And it feels weird to just say Etsy because there are like so many different, really amazing makers on there. But but it's a really good place to find people. Well, and this year Etsy has this really cool gift guide that I've checked out. Mm -hmm. um, and they fun. separate um, gifts into types of people to buy for and like what your recipients interests are, which we kind of talked about at the beginning of the episode. Um, so there's one for like um, people who like beauty things and people who um, read books, people who are like the outdoorsy type. Um, they have one that's just like vintage things and they have like quite a few categories that you can look in to kind of like refine what kinds of things you want to look at. So that's really helpful um, because it is kind of overwhelming when you're just trying to search for one thing. Right. And there's so much stuff, um, but it's all independently made and it's so cool. Yeah. The gift guide is super fun to look at. I've browsed through there a little bit too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's it helps you narrow things down a little right. bit. Right. And then a couple of specific Etsy shops that we wanted to shout out. One is Eva Peterson's Etsy shop. Also a future podcast guest, which is very exciting. And she is an artist who she right now she's selling in her shop digital images that she's created that I believe are all printable. So you just, you buy them and then you print them out and then you can frame it or do whatever you want with it. So this would be like a really easy and quick gift for somebody if you want to give them some decor to hang up on their wall. You don't even have to wait for it to ship to you or anything. So that's super cool. And she has lots of different designs, lots of different things to choose from. Nice. Yeah. That's so nice that it's you can print it by yourself. Cuz yeah, if like you need a last minute gift and you can't wait to go out and buy it or go out and ship it, that's really convenient. Yeah. Yeah, and her stuff is really pretty too. Mhm. Mm definitely. And then speaking of Etsy shops, Anna and I also happen to have Etsy shops. So, if you feel so inclined, you could always buy something from one of our shops. My shop sells greeting cards i have a bunch of different greeting card designs the ones that are in my shop right now are they're either just like general any occasion cards 
or holiday cards. I put a new collection of holiday cards in recently, which I keep forgetting to sort of advertise, but they're really pretty. Thank you. I thought they turned you out well. You should buy them. <laughs> totally. <laughs> so you can buy one or you can buy them in sets. And if you want like a set that you don't see in there, you can always just send me a message. And I also have prints to hang on the wall, but I haven't put those in my Etsy shop yet. I'll do that someday. Someday. But if you, like, really want a print to hang, you can send me a message and I'll figure that out. And then, Anna, do you want to tell us about your shop? Yeah, so I sell crochet patterns. Um, so those are digital downloads as well. Um, so they're not the actual products. They're just the patterns. And right now, I just have three patterns in there. They're all Disney princesses. So if you're a Disney princess fan or you know someone who's a Disney princess fan, um, you can buy the pattern and then make the gift for them, which would be quite the nice little heartfelt gift because it'd be homemade, which would be really cool. Um, and it'd be cheaper than going out and buying a big toy for them or something. Um, in addition, if you just really enjoy crocheting or know someone who enjoys crocheting, um, buying them patterns can be a really nice gift as well. And I'm going to try to put up some new gifts over um, the holiday season. I don't know if it's going to get up, like, before the holidays actually happen, but, like, probably, like, around Christmas or New Year's, I might be putting some new ones up. I have to wait till I get home for break to, like, take photos of my products so I can put the patterns up and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, that would be a good way to make something for someone, which we're going to talk about a little bit um later as well so that's what's in my they're very cute i can say because I, i've seen the the little princesses in person and they're quite lovely <laughs> <laughs> and then and then oh sorry go ahead maria i was just gonna say if you are into the handmade crafty stuff but you don't want to buy it online there are usually tons of local craft fairs around this time of year. So if you just look up in your newspaper on Facebook or wherever you find your local events, craft fairs that are going on, I'm sure you could find something very cool that's made by somebody local. Yeah. No, I mean, they're, they're easier to find than you think. I can think of quite a few around where I live. Um, I went to one over thanksgiving break um that had a lot of holiday themed things um there's another market in there's like an indoor market in the twin cities in minneapolis called the global midtown market if any of you live um in the cities or in the um, metro area in minnesota and they sell at the global midtown market they sell a lot of um goods from different places all over the world um so that's kind of cool to look at and another really great thing about local craft fairs is that a lot of times people have fair trade stuff, which is really awesome. Um, when I was at this craft fair over Thanksgiving, I bought jewelry from a place um, that was fair trade and made by women all around the world. And um, the money went back to these women who created the jewelry. So that's like really cool because it also goes to a good cause. Cool. Um, a couple other little sites that you can check out for independent artists. Um, one is redbubble.com. 
And what's really cool about Redbubble is that it's all like designs from independent creators and then their designs are made into like shirts and stickers and um book bags and stuff like that. Um and you can there's so many designs on there. I buy a lot of stickers from there that and they're pretty cheap and I like put them on my water bottle and on my laptop and stuff like that. Um and they're they're really cool and you can find them for just about anything. Some are really funny, some are really beautiful designs. Um so that's a good place to check things like that out if you know of people who like stickers or like wearing like cool t-shirts that have really interesting designs on them. That would be a good place to check out. Um Another one is DFTBA.com, which um, was started by the Green Brothers, John and Hank Green, um, who do the Vlog Brothers, and John's an author. Uh, we've talked about them a little bit on here, but they support all kinds of independent creators as well, and a lot of them have like their merchandise on that website, but there's also just people who have their independent designs on there too, so that's another good place to look for um independent artists and things that they've created very nice i didn't know about either of those sites so cool they're cool they have they have interesting stuff on them i would recommend i'll have to check them out Mm -hmm. um oh i just had a couple more little suggestions just um like local things in general that you can do if you're just kind of coming up short with gift ideas um local bakeries or homemade goods if you're gifting food to people can be really nice um it's more fun to receive like homemade things than if you just like go and buy a box of chocolate for people at the store um local bakeries make really yummy things um so i would recommend looking those at those places um and in addition Books are always great gifts, and what's really awesome is supporting your local bookstores, um, especially because the technological age is upon us, and people are reading electronic books and things like that, and it's really good to support your local bookstores to buy physical books, and they do really good work in the community and hold book fairs and author meetings and stuff like that and they do really great things so support them and also a lot of times i know that local bookstores if they don't have the thing that you're looking for they'll order it for you right definitely yeah and sometimes they have like signed copies of things if new things are coming in um they're good about that too and the people who work there are usually good about giving recommendations too and there's like the little staff pick stickers on things which is yeah that's handy really yeah mm -hmm. so there are lots of things that you can do that don't involve purchasing something and in particular i think a lot of these gifts would be useful for someone who you have identified as maybe not having a like the receiving gifts as their primary love language maybe someone who is a physical touch person or a quality time person or acts of service or something. So like, for example, if someone is a quality time person, we mentioned this at the beginning, maybe take them on an outing that they would really enjoy, like take them to their favorite restaurant or a place that they've always wanted to go or a movie or a concert that you think they would really like or something like that. Yeah. Tickets are really great. Yeah. I've they given get you, like excited for things. 
Yeah. Too. Yeah. And then it's something to look forward to after right. the gifts have been opened and like it's can be a little bit anticlimactic and you have something to look forward to in the the coming weeks. And I've given and received some gifts like this and because I think one of my love languages is probably quality time. So I've found them very satisfying to mm-hmm. receive and give. It's fun. Fun to then you get to do something with the person too, which feels meaningful. Yeah, for sure. And some other things that you can do um, that are easy, but they also mean a lot to people is just writing something kind to them, um, maybe presenting it in a more gifty way than usual, um, creating like a nice card for mm-hmm. them. Um, yeah. And I have something to say in particular about that because I mm-hmm. had a birthday last week and one of my very good friends. Woo! Um, one of my very good friends, Ella, decided that for my birthday, she was going to make me a list of, so I turned 25. So the list was 25 reasons we love Maria. So she like, she put a lot of the reasons and then she compiled some from some of my other friends. And I think that another one of my love languages that I really respond to is words of affirmation. So... And the reason I think that they are, think that that is one of my love languages, because this particular gift made me feel so warm and fuzzy and loved, like seeing all these things that people had written, nice things about me. So, and she printed it out on this nice poster. So that's kind of the presentation aspect that you were talking about. And right. it's just a really lovely and thoughtful gift. So yeah, there's always that another if way, someone is a words of affirmation person. Yeah, and another thing that I've seen people do with that is um, some of my friends, for other people's birthdays, what they've done is they've contacted their friends and they've had them record a little uh, video of themselves mm. saying what they like about that person. That's so sweet. And then they make like a little video compilation of it and then you can give them to that, give, give that to that person <laughs> and they can like always watch it um and like see all their friends faces and like what they have to say and so that's really lovely too yeah yeah that's another idea for doing that Mm -hmm. but just we we've talked about this before but making anything is really great crocheting something knitting something making a card drawing something for them um it can really range to all kinds of things um if you are a big cooking person and some of the other people who are you or you're giving gifts to are into cooking you could compile a recipe book that you really like of things that you've cooked before um all of those are up for grabs and it's really meaningful to that person and oftentimes it doesn't require spending a lot of money yeah and i think it's really cool if you can use your unique creative talents too because and it doesn't have to be like painting something or writing them a poem or whatever it could be something very unique to you whatever you enjoy making and feel like you're good at making yeah although on the subject of writing poems i just remembered this maria writes a poem (laughs) for martha and my birthday every year and that's pretty great so that's always good it's like it's like a card and it's like words of affirmation but it's also something that you created because it's like a work of art because it's poetry exactly so 
that covers a lot of bases. Yeah. And a lot of times they're really fun, too. Thank you. And this year I did yeah. record it as a video, actually. So that's... Yeah. Going back to your, your video idea. Yeah. 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 Like, when we... my At my college, we had this huge um, holiday music festival this past weekend. And the tradition that we do is that each of the ensembles make, like, these giant construction paper cards for each of the other ensembles, That's like, so over the cute. course of the weekend. <laughs> and a lot of them were in, like, limericks. Aww. So, like, people really love love stuff like that. Yeah. And I think it's really meaningful to a lot of people, even if you think that it's really simple. That's adorable. Yeah. <laughs> and the last thing that I want to talk about with this is... um something that we often do for our grandparents that they really love every year is um like framed photos or photo albums Mm -hmm. um things that you can put up in your home and that you can always look at um make a big difference to to people i have a lot of photos in my dorm room and those make a huge difference because i don't get to see all these people from my home anymore a lot Mm -hmm. and so photos make a big difference and that's something really easy you can do yeah definitely you have any other suggestions maria or my one other suggestion i don't think we talked about it too much is just going back to the love languages idea as somebody is an acts of service Mm -hmm. person maybe do something kind and helpful and meaningful for somebody that will make their life easier or more enjoyable if you think they would respond to that right like cook them dinner right if you're like it's for your mom, like you could offer to clean the house, yeah. You know? <laughs> but then you have to actually do like it. That. Right, you do have to. Do <laughs> you're so that's through. the other part, right? You have to follow through with these, otherwise they're not good gifts. Oh, and I had one more thing that I forgot to talk about. Um, this kind of like intersects with the buying and not buying in a certain way. It's like you buy it, but it's not a material thing. Um, and this would be like donating to donating to a charity in someone's name for them um some people really love that because they feel like they don't really need a gift um but they aren't really sure like what they would want instead and if you donate to someone else but it's in honor of them that can be really special for them um or you can have them pick out the charity which is really nice um sometimes one like an example of this is um a lot of times you can there are organizations that donate to um like families or children in different parts of the world or send them christmas gifts and you can buy gifts and send them to those families in that person's name and say um like i did this and i said it was from you and that can be really nice for people as well yeah that is a really a nice idea also mm-hmm. so lots of ideas lots of things you can do it's gift buying seems difficult and scary but love languages yeah yeah and get creative with it i feel it yeah we sort of get into patterns of like we have to buy a thing for this person and you get kind of boxed into what you're used to doing but there's a lot of different things you can do so yeah for sure So for our 
call to action this week. We would love to hear from you about whether the five love languages thing resonates with you. Do you identify with one of the love languages? Do you recognize one of the love languages in someone that's close to you and how they've reacted to gifts you've given? And we'd love to know if it gave you any ideas for your holiday gifting, if it inspired any creative solutions to your gift-giving dilemmas. Yeah. Or if you just want to share what your love language is yeah. and how that's manifested in your life, we would love to hear about it. Yeah, that would be super interesting. Do you have a quote for us today, Anna? I do. And I really like this quote. Um, it is by, from Anne Frank, and she says, No one has ever become poor by giving. And I really like this quote. Um, it kind of goes along with what we were just talking about and that you can give gifts without spending any money on it. Um, and that it doesn't have to be like a monetary thing. Like the act of giving it's, is what's really important. And thinking about what that person wants and showing your love for them is what the motivation for giving is and what it should be. Um, and even if you are spending money on gifts, it's not like you're really losing money because you gain a lot from giving to people and it's a really good practice to add to your own life. Yeah. And I think if you think about it sort of on a larger scale, like, yes, you spent some money, but you added to the spirit of generosity and giving at large, which, like, that's only going to make the world a better place. Right? The world needs as much of that as it can get. <laughs> yeah and that again that doesn't have to be giving a physical gift either right it could be giving your time or your talents or your creativity or whatever whatever you want to give yeah definitely so i would encourage you all to motivate your gift giving through the love that you have for the recipients rather than the necessity of buying gifts this season you have been listening to Never Wear Boring Socks. Next week, we're going to be talking about nostalgia, which I'm sure will be a fascinating topic. So please join us next week for that discussion. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. And please make sure to leave us a review. We really appreciate it. And for each review for the rest of 2017, we will donate a dollar to the Hispanic Federation's Unidos Hurricane Relief Fund. So please consider leaving one now. Show notes for this episode, along with links to any of the things that we talked about today, businesses, artists, websites, can be found at mariacatherine.com slash podcast slash zero one six. And Catherine is spelled K-A-T-H-A-R-I-N-E. Please feel free to get in touch with us. We really want to hear from um, our listeners and how you're enjoying the podcast, um, in addition to any feedback that you might have for us. Um, and also, we want to hear your responses to our calls for action. So you can email us at neverwearboringsocks at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at neverwearboringsocks and on Twitter at noboringsocks. Thank you to Ben Ramsey, the cheese beast, for our, doing our audio editing. And thank you to him and Martha Barnard for their help with our music. Thank you so much for listening this week. And until next week, remember to never wear boring socks. <laughs> <laughs>